It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Ostrowski and Raji with you, and it's PGA Championship Thursday. We are now underway. You know, it's very, of course, very, very early round number one, but as everyone expected, Cameron Tringali, Matt Jones, Eric Van Ruin, those are your leaders. We are at at minus three, at minus three for Tringali, Jones, and Van Ruin. Uh, Some of the big boys start later on this afternoon. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily. So let's talk about the uh, PJ Championship and how we can attack this with some live uh, live betting and some matchups later this afternoon and what to look for over the next few days. We bring in Eric Patterson at ePatGolf on Twitter at ePatGolf. Golf writer for The Score. Bet. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Uh, we appreciate it as uh, we, the golf is uh, going on this morning. I know you you got up early with SVP to make sure that uh, you don't miss any any of the action uh, that, that we are able to witness here. But let's talk about uh, your process beforehand because there are still many opportunities to, to jump on. Maybe there's a golfer that you're a big fan of this week, and uh, they're not going to start until this afternoon so you can get a decent number on it. The profile of what you're looking for this week at the PGA Championship with this very, very long course. Are you looking at all bombers? Are, are you looking at some guys like, you know what? They don't have to be the longest hitter. They're terrific with their irons. So uh, this is open to anyone. What's uh, what's the profile we're looking for? Yeah, when the, the talk all week has been about how long this course is and just kind of how, how brutal of a test it's going to be, and you always assume that the, the long guys are going to be up there, but – I mean, looking at the early leaderboard, um, Matt Jones, uh, three under, he's not really known to be a a long bomber. Um, Even Fowler's up there, Jason Duffner, Zach Johnson. Anytime Zach Johnson is at the top of a leaderboard, I mean, you can just kind of throw out the bomber narrative right away. Um, Because this is honestly just looking, looking at the names is looking a lot like what you see at an open championship. Henrik Stenson's up there. There's just a few Europeans that you might not expect, so... Um, guys who who are good in the wind, the wind is, hasn't even picked up really yet at Kiowa. So um, I expect the wind to get a little uh, you know stronger as the days go on. Tomorrow's supposed to be pretty tough. Um, so I, I'm looking at this like an open championship pretty much, which uh, opens the field up a little bit more. There's a, a lot more styles of guys who can who can win and contend. I know Jordan Spieth going into uh, the the first round this morning had taken most in taken in most of the money. Most of the handle goes to him. Um, I, I I don't know how many people though uh, that are are golf experts or analysts believe in him for this event. How do you feel about Jordan Spieth here? Well, maybe I'm not a golf expert then because I do believe in Jordan Spieth <laughs> this week. He was actually. Uh, um, you know, the lowest, the lowest odds guy, I guess my, my number one choice on the betting board, I found him at 18 to one. I'm um, still like the 16 and, um, just how this course is playing so far. I don't mind him live at, at 14. If you haven't jumped in really, uh, like I said, if this plays like an open championship, I think, uh, long irons and scrambling are going to kind of be the deciding factor. And, um, you know, you could argue no one on tour this year has been better with his irons than speed. And we all know he can chip and putt that really never left when even when he was in his slump so i do believe this is his best chance at completing a career grand slam even though the course you know by by the yardage you know on the scorecard it doesn't really fit what speed is about but if it, again if, it, if the wind picks up and this plays like an open i really really like speed shot 
Oh, uh, that's what I like to hear. We're on the same page. I will be very, very happy if Jordan Spieth wins the PGA Championship this weekend. And I think overall it would be good for golf. So you've got an outright on Spieth to win. Uh, give us some other guys that uh, you got down on. Well, now, while we're looking at the board live, um, I am seeing a, a 66 to 1 on Brooks Kepka. So if you want to run to your whatever, open up your app and try and find that. I, uh, I was hesitant on what I would see out of Kepka, you know, to, to start this week, if he was still hurt. Um, he opened with a double bogey, a kind of a sloppy, a sloppy double, but he's rebounded. He's back to even par. So I think, um, I mean, so far so good in terms of health, he doesn't look like he's limping or laboring. Um, so I like kind of what I'm seeing out of Kepka and 66 to one, he's only a few shots back. I think that's, Actually, a pretty reasonable live act considering he's won four, four majors and two PGA championships in his career. Are there any longer odds guys that you like right now? Um, I, I typically don't. Uh, I'm not going to start taking you know deep dives on guys who are like considered long shots, even if they got off to a good start. Um, I, early in the tournament, I will start. I'll typically look for a, maybe a star who's, you know, his odds have almost doubled. And even though he's not playing that badly, that's where I'll look to attack. Um, you know, if I, if I wasn't on them, like at a hundred or 125 to one to begin the tournament, um, a couple good holes really isn't going to sway me. Um, yeah. So I, I'd be, I'd be actually looking at the board and seeing if guys are drifting, even though they haven't played yet. So um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to scroll through the board and try and figure that out right now. Guys like, uh, even I know this is kind of going to sound greasy, and I think I came on here early for the Masters and said the same thing. But Matt Kuchar plus one twenty-five. Um, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Spies at the Open Championship. Not that uh, actually, it was a while ago, twenty seventeen. But still, uh, Kuchar's been playing a lot better. Um, and and you don't have to again. We don't. We've decided that you don't have to be the longest. So one twenty-five. I mean, you could probably get a good top ten number on him too. So Matt Kuchar, if you're looking way down the board. With Eric Patterson, golf writer for The Score Bet. This is Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji on BetQL Daily. Uh, so you talked about uh, jumping in at Kepka when you, when you get that large number. Uh, you like how he's rebounded early on. I know you also bet on Hatton. He's even par about uh, midway through the first round. Casey minus one. But a couple guys that have uh, not started yet. You're on Berger in Fleetwood. Why? Well, Berger's number, I got I got a little bit of a, a nicer number than the twenty eight to one that I currently see. Um I still yeah. I still don't mind that. Berger is Berger's very uh he's just so consistent across the board. There's no he's not like a super elite in any skill set, but he's just so consistent and so um, you know, just well rounded. And that's I do think that's um gonna help him. Um so I don't mind the twenty eight. You can probably wait to the after until he like right before he tees off to see if that number moves a little bit. Um, and for Fleetwood, I just thought there was uh, a lot of value at the 66, and I'm seeing 50 now, which I still, um, I'd still jump in at a 50 if you haven't jumped on a Fleetwood. But uh, you know, op- again, Open Championship, if the wind picks up, um, Fleetwood's got a really, really good short game. Maybe one of the most underrated parts of his game. So we all know he's a, a really good ball striker. Um, but, and I was just encouraged about how I, how he's been chipping and putting um, as of late. So I kind of, kind of took the plunge on an old faithful. I've been a Fleetwood fan for a while, so maybe a little biased, but I do think this is a, a tournament he can contend in. Eric, just generally speaking, when you're when you're handicapping events like this, how much do you take into account recent trends from golfers versus the course they're going to be playing at? I mean, what is what is the most important thing to you or how do you balance those two things? 
you know, that's the, the million dollar question really is to find that balance. It's, um, you know, it's easy to just look who's been playing really well as of late um, or just look at their results and assume they're going to do well here. But um, I do, you know, for majors and um, some of these like stronger field events, I will look a little bit longer term just because you typically do see some of the same names pop up at the top of the leaderboard uh, at major championships. There's just something about them. It brings, brings out the best in guys. So I will typically look at um, a little bit more. It's hard when the PGA championships rotating between courses all the time. So um, I'll try to find some course comparisons. I think whistling straights is a, another long peak die design. Um, and I, I did look at their, their past P- PGA championship history as well as open championship history. Um, and that's kind of how I landed on, um, guys, even like Hatton, who plays well um, at the British Open, and then and Fleetwood's played well there as well. Finau too. So um, just these guys that you see at the top of leaderboards pretty often at majors. It just um, it's easy to kind of go back to them when when these tournaments roll around on the schedule. Yeah, these things move quickly. If you just take a look at uh, the outright winner odds like during the championship, wow! Because right now Hovland over at points bet is your favorite at ten to one. John Rahm twelve to one, and you mentioned Spieth is sitting at fourteen to one. Round one matchups this afternoon, or um, maybe some matchups over the weekend. What are you going to be looking for? Is this one of those courses? Where if a guy goes really low, you're going to go against him the next day. What's your process with those matchups? Yeah, um, for round two, I will typically look at, uh, you know, I'll try to find a guy who's hit the ball really well. So you might have to dive into like their greens and regulation stats, strokes gain, tee to green stats, if they have them. I'm I'm, truthfully, I I don't believe the PGA Championship produces the, the strokes gain stats. So you might have to dive a little deeper into like, you know, where they, were they hitting a lot of fairways? Were they hitting a lot of greens? And maybe they just didn't make a lot of putts. So I will target the guys who, you know, hit it really well in round one and maybe didn't putt it as well. And then I'll try and find a guy who I think maybe um, scored a little bit better than they, they hit it. Maybe dropped a couple 30-footers that are just a little bit fluky. So that's my approach for, for round two and round three and so on. But um, round one, I actually I cruised the, uh, the matchup boards uh, this morning. Um, and one that stood out to me was uh, – Sam Burns over Abraham answer. Um, you can get Burns at plus 110. And if you've been paying any attention to the PGA Tour over the last few weeks, Sam Burns' name is always, it seems like it's always near or at the top of leaderboards. He gets off to really, really good starts um, coming into this coming into this week with a ton of confidence. So I do, I do think he keeps the, the good feelings going and gets off to a good start here. Um, and another one, just because, Jordan Spieth uh, is a notoriously quick starter. Um, even again, when he was going through his slump, he, he sometimes found himself at the top of leaderboards and faded as the week went on. But um, I found a Spieth over John Rom uh, at minus one hundred five. You know, Rom's really good. It's uh, it's a it's a ballsy pick to kind of go against the number three player in the world. But I do think as an underdog, I think Spieth, um, a notoriously quick starter, uh, you know, could probably edge him by a couple of shots. Eric, I feel like you're the only uh, golf person I've spoken with this week that does not have a bet on Shoffley. <laughs> Maybe I didn't go over my entire card, <laughs> but I do have Sir Shoffley at twenty five oh, to one. Uh, okay, yeah. So again, he's a he's someone that does. Man, it's, it's starting to sound like I bet the entire uh, field, but I swear <laughs> I didn't. I only think I took six guys, but uh, okay. Um, sh- Shoffley is a, he is a guy that tends to contend in majors, um, a a fantastic U S open track record. Um, He came, uh, I believe he came second to Molinari at the the open championship a few years ago. So 
Um, you know, he's one over through eight, not the greatest start, but, and I guess this is a good time to mention the, uh, the last few holes on the back nine at Kiowa Island are some of the toughest on the course. So okay. if you're looking to make a live ad, um, you know, check to see if they've played, you know, 15 through 18. And if they haven't, uh, you know, maybe hold off because it's easy to make a lot of bogey through those last four holes. Great tip from Eric Patterson at EPAT Golf on Twitter. Does work at the score bet. We always appreciate Eric's time. Uh, coming up next, 11 games in Major League Baseball. We'll share our top plays. It's Ostrowski and Ranji on the BetQL Audio Network.